Good. How about y'all? Say, <laughs> Blake. Were you getting somebody else in the image there? Is that Mrs. Blake? Yeah. Miss Bourboner. It's okay. Come on back in. You can swap out for one night. Don't put me on here. <laughs> Do you ever go out in public and are they like, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Bourboner, how are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode featuring a fan favorite, the Bourbon Community Roundtable. Now, before we kick it off, just to give you a little bit of update and some news, as I mentioned last week, we are going to be a part of the Bourbon and Beyond Festival. So if you haven't started looking at the announcement for bands are going to be happening next week. So make sure you go and check out bourbonandbeyond.com and you can go and you're going to be able to see all the bands that are coming to town. Uh, if you are looking to support the show, you're kind of on the fence about it. Now's a good time to do it. We have updated all our reward levels inside of Patreon so you can see at what levels you can get t-shirts, koozies, stickers, bottle totes, access to barrel picks and more. And speaking of barrel picks, we're working on it right now, trying to get some more aligned up. But, you know, we're just kind of taking them as they come. It's nothing that we're really hunting out for. But, you know, we've we've been fortunate enough to, to have two more lined up for this year already. And on today's show, we're going to hit sort of a, a hodgepodge of topics, right? We're going to be talking a little bit about you know, MGP versus Tennessee bourbon and how do people really react to it because it's technically not Kentucky and how do people react because they know they like MGP, but now we're seeing all this Tennessee stuff come out. So we'll see what that looks like. We're also going to touch on the new W.L. Weller Create Your Own Bourbon or the CYOB release. And we're going to kind of give, uh, you know, some more insight into what that really means and we're also going to hit on the latest news to actually come out and that's kentucky passing house bill 400 which now allows shipping and as usual we're going to give our thoughts commentary and speculations going into it thank you for everybody that was able to join live and create a little bit more dynamic ask your questions and we could be able to see and hear your answers through this as well as well as those funny witty comments that always happen too Make sure you're following and subscribing to us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're also making sure you are subscribing on iTunes, uh, YouTube, all those great different places. You know, we post videos to YouTube and Facebook. We've got audio that go through iTunes or your favorite podcasting mechanism. So make sure you go and check that out. And if you want every single new episode beamed straight to your inbox so you can sit there and you can say, I'm the first one to get it, make sure you go to bourbonpursuit.com, scroll down a little bit, sign yourself up for the email, and go ahead and get yourself subscribed. With that, enjoy this week's episode. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to noseyourbourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. 
One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Give 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Welcome back to the episode of the Bourbon Pursuit Podcast, the official podcast of bourbon. This is the 19th edition of the Bourbon Community Roundtable. And as always, it's a fan favorite. It's happening on YouTube Live. We've got about 32 viewers that are watching uh, in the chat, asking some questions. We need some questions. You know, we're, we're going to have a, a good discussion. We were just talking a little bit earlier about how uh, it doesn't seem like it's really always hard to get to an hour, but sometimes when you have the right questions, it can it can last an hour so. Uh, oh, yeah. Right now we've got we've got a, a a great lineup and we should have premium quality audio up until the point Carrie ever interrupts us because at this point everybody has good microphones so awesome yeah it, it only took three years for uh, Kenny to get his co-host uh, a good microphone you know it's like <laughs> because heaven forbid like, you go on Amazon Prime Day and just, <laughs> I'm not spending money out of my pocket <laughs> probably so, take it out of the petty cash right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that petty cash fund. <laughs> I know has that slush fund sitting somewhere. That's right. So how how do I sound? Like ten times better? Ten X? At least. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. a different host. I didn't even think it was I didn't even recognize your voice <laughs> without being without it being muffled. Awesome. Uh, next is we're gonna work on campus for everybody. That's gonna be the next one, right? Yeah. yeah. That'll be next two years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> These fifty dollars cameras, man. Budget's tight. Okay, that's right. <laughs> so, Ryan, how's it going, man? I, I see we've uh, we both got uh, identical shirts yeah. on tonight. Yes, we got the new swag on. Kenny did a great job. We hired a new designer to get this new logo and everything, so people will be getting it soon. We got the hats, the shirts, the koozies, the bottle carriers. So uh, we got tons of cool swag now. I like the new logo. It looks yeah. great. It's, it is good, and I'm glad uh, some of the people here on the roundtable already kind of got uh, some of theirs during shipment. I know Breaking Bourbon's still waiting on theirs to come in. Uh, Jordan's, Jordan will be swinging by Louisville here in uh, a few weeks to come and snag up all his bottles and his big swag, booze too. Run. Big, big booze run. Big booze yeah. run. <laughs> no offense to you, Kenny, but this designer was way better than you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I'm going to go ahead and just bury, uh, bury my hat in the sand and say there's just no way I'm ever going to design a logo or try graphic design ever again. 
But with that, I want to go ahead and introduce everybody that's on the roundtable tonight. So we've already talked about Jordan. So you go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. This is Jordan from BreakingBourbon.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Breaking Bourbon. You can also find us on Patreon. And we do a um, almost near daily release calendar update. So uh, if you want to see some of those, hop on the website or sign up for a newsletter. Is it getting that time of the year again where updates are coming in almost daily? Uh, you know, not for the special releases, but we've been adding a lot of uh, smaller distillers. And there's been some surprise announcements coming out, too. So I saw someone asked about that Buffalo Trace, the new um, Weller that's yeah. coming out. And all, all some surprise announcements. So, yeah, we've been we've been doing a multiple the times a week. The next pick at Buffalo Trace? Is that what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, brown M&Ms is being added as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's interesting. Like when when you're talking about in regards of smaller distillers, what are you what are you adding to the list there? Because I'm kind of curious. Because most of the time, I mean, let's let's be honest. People are like, "When's Beat Tack hit?" Because that's pretty much yeah. There's a lot of stuff like that. So, and I think I saw Blake out about all that too, right? That Doc Fifty Twos. So that was a really interesting story. So that's a liquor store that then decided to start sourcing their own bourbon and their own brand. And they just had their first release. So, you know, they reached out, they sent a bottle to sample and review and just really interesting things like that, that catch your eye. We try and put everything up there that we see. Um, clearly when there's lots of smaller people out there, it gets a little bit more difficult, but, but there's still a lot of interesting stuff coming out and people tend to forget that sometimes it's just, Oh, what's going to be the fall releases. And that's all they care about. But Really, there, there's a ton of stuff, and it's it's always interesting, too, because we do get a lot of emails from a lot of folks that are you know, using that release calendar to find stuff, and it's not just during the fall. They'll use it all year round, um, or they'll get really excited about stuff. So it's good to see more and more just people get excited about non-special releases, and probably a lot of that, too, is people have no way in finding a lot of these special releases, right? So they have to get excited about more of the everyday stuff, more of the unique stuff. Um, I just thought of a topic whenever we get through everybody. So, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> I got you, Ryan. We're on the same page, buddy. All right. Gotcha. Uh, proceed. All right. <laughs> Blake, go ahead. You uh, give us give us a little uh, introduction about yourself as well. Yep. I'm Blake from Bourboner. You can find me at bourboner.com backslash blog, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And, you know, I was getting a little jealous of everyone's, you know, self-promotion of their swag. So, yes, this is a new Bourboner hat that I'm wearing. (laughs) Look for those soon as well. Um, Like some uh, recently announced Buffalo Trace products, they'll be releasing at $2,500 a hat. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a uh, a deal, but uh, no, you can find me at all the uh, all the social medias, and then if you can't find me there, bourboner.com backslash blog. And Brian, go ahead and round it out for us, buddy. All right, uh, thanks again. This is uh, Brian with Sipping Corn. You can find me. Uh, my blog is Sipping Corn as uh, a Google Blog Spot. And mostly Twitter at Sip and Corn, a little bit on Facebook, and uh, I, I'm uh, looking forward to some of these topics tonight. We got a legal topic tonight, so I'm I'm way in on that, and uh, look forward to hearing from Jordan on the April Fools topic. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're our, you're our ringer for all things law. You know that, right? I, I know that, so I like to see these <laughs> topics. <laughs> We're like, we don't understand this. What does this even mean? That's why we look at you, buddy. So. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Uh, first off, before we kick it off, uh, if you're drinking bourbon tonight, what are you drinking? Ryan, start with you. 
What? Oh, I have a Boone County uh, 12-year right now. Not a store. I got it at the distillery. It's fantastic. My, I'm on a new uh, MGP kick, 10 to 12-year MGP kick. I don't care where it comes from, but anyways. Speaking of MGP, I'm kind of doing the same thing. I got some uh, a sample of mic drop straight bourbon, eight and a half year that was sent to me. Or sorry, eight year, 112 proof. So trying to how, kill some of these sample was bottles. That? Was that any good or uh... – so, I mean, it's not it's, – it's good. In, I mean, it's MGP, right? Like yeah. you're not going to sit there and say like there's not a whole lot of bad ones out there, especially yeah. in the, uh, an eight-year-plus range. There's just not a whole lot of bad ones. Yeah. Uh, is it worth $100 a bottle? Yeah, that's tough. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow um, just because there's even other MGPs that are eight years that are – 20, maybe 30, maybe 40 bucks less. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, uh, in regards to that. I mean, when you look at anything that's even coming out from, I don't care whether it's OKI or something else, I mean, you're looking at, um, you know, a significant difference and plus it's pretty much rampant right now in New York from what I understand. So if you're just putting around the streets in New York city, you can pop your head almost anywhere and find mic drop. So it's, it's really only, scarce for people outside of New York from from what I'm understanding right now. Do you think we snuff our nose at MGP just because it's MG, like these brands because it's MGP? Like, does that kind of discredit like a few points in our mind because it's sourced from there? Well, I, I think it all depends on the price because if it's MGP and it's at $100 a bottle, you know, where you can find a lot of other MGP bourbon. That, in my mind, that's the only, that's the only snub there because I, I think – I don't know. I think there's a pretty good benchmark of where MGP is. So then you're really talking about, did they do any finishing? Did they, you know, is it hundred dollars a bottle or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, agree. It's I remember just, it's, it's about three years ago. There was MGP ride that came out at the same time for old scout and Willet, And the Willet was 80 bucks and the old scout was 40 bucks. And they're both eight years, and I bought them both, and they were really similar. So uh, <laughs> I, I agree with Blake. I mean, there's you, you can find it for less than your 120, and it's all going to be good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just curious. So what are you guys drinking on? Somebody else, speak up. I'm so, drinking on a, uh, a little – these little sample bottles, Cooper Cross Hybrid. Oh. So it's a mix of uh, blend and uh, bourbon and rye. Right. So this is kind of a cool story. We did a review on this not too long ago. Eric mentioned it in one of his recent articles. Um, just a cool story of it's not it's not going to be for everyone, as Eric talked about in his article. But the nice it's a nice mixing, you know, whiskey, which is exactly the target profile. It's interesting to sip on. Um, be interesting to make a cocktail with some time, but good chance to try something new. Yeah. I mean, isn't that like bourbon truth's code word for it sucks? No, it, uh, no, it doesn't. I'll put it this way: some sipping on it, it's not. It'd be good in a cocktail. One more time. No, no, I will say it's not. I mean, so you know, when we talked with the person who we've had the privilege of, um, I forgot the distiller's name, but the individual who owns this has been mailing us and sending us samples since the very beginning. So we've gotten to taste it over time. And uh, as a sipping whiskey, no, nah, there's not a lot of depth to it. I'll be the first to say it. But I would be interested to see how it holds up in a cocktail, seeing as that was one of his original goals. Um, I think, you know, not to deviate too much, but Eric just did a really good article on saying not, you know, how not all whiskeys are made for you. Um, and this was one of the whiskeys that he profiled. And you know what? It's not going to be for maybe a lot of us on this call, but for a lot of people out there who want 
like a hybrid or a good mixing whiskey, this is probably going to be for them. Um, so it's worth a shot. I mean, it kind of reminds me if you guys are familiar with Ballotine or Ballotine, Ballotin, whatever it is, where it's got it's like barely 40 proof, maybe 30 proof, something like that. Um, but super, uh, super heavy on just like the, the, the mixing notes, whether it's the chocolate or the cherry or whatever the hell they're mixing it with. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a completely different profile of people that they're really targeting than just the, you know, whiskey geeks like us out here. Right. Yeah, exactly. The gateway. So to to uh, transition from Jordan's point of whiskey made for you, uh, OBSK is made for me. And <laughs> I've got here, I'm about finished with a uh, Crown Liquors. That's a store out of Indianapolis. Uh, I got a nine year, nine month OBSK. And it's, I, I haven't met a bad OBSK. I mean, these, these are made for me. Um, just really enjoying this one. And this one uh, came in at uh, 54%. And so I'm also a big fan of the lower tier uh, four roses mm. that uh, come in at barely 100% or barely 50%, 100 proof. Um, that's my sweet spot. This one's made for me. You know, I think one thing that we've noticed recently, I don't know if you guys have either, is that OBSKs are starting to run a little rampant, right? I mean, that is, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like that's the that's yeah. the straight single barrel that that goes out as just the normal hunter proof stuff that's on the shelves. Uh, but uh, a lot no, of it's OBSV. OBSV is, is the yeah. normal one, yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was, I had my, uh, my head all mixed up, but it seemed like there's been a lot of OBSKs that have been experts. Yeah, there yeah. hasn't. And there's there was about two years where they didn't have them. They wouldn't have them in the uh, yeah. private barrel program, and so now they're coming back out. So I was excited to see that. I was getting pretty low on them. Blake, what about you? And I am uh, I'm switching things up tonight. So I'm actually, if you've seen my Instagram, getting on a little bit of a brandy kick as well as a rum mm-hmm. kick. Um, so I'm testing out some samples from uh, Tom Foolery, their Applejack. From uh, Bourbon Buddy Ryan Lent sent them to me, so I'm I'm drinking few a couple of drinking through a couple of those right now. Uh, pretty interesting. Good luck. Stuff. Yeah, uh, that that was like a good luck. Like you're in for trouble. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a that wasn't a vote of confidence. I would say that you know we had some samples as well, and we'll just say that it <clears> wasn't that, our favorite. It's not the for you. It's not for me. The bourbon, that or, yeah, that Applejack's not for me. Right, the, the Applejack. I wasn't a fan of it, but that's I'm on just... to the Applejack finished in maple cask right now, and I can tell you, interesting. The color is Ooh. way different. The other two that I tried earlier were much lighter. I mean, barely straw color, but this is this is more of a you know, really dark, a little darker. Yeah, look how dark it is. That's interesting, <laughs> and that so, has more of a bourbon nose actually. Well, it's, I think that's, if that's, you're going to try to sell an entire barrel, that's what you're going to need to find there, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, um, Jordan, you had brought it up and Blake, you, uh, you put it out there as well. Talking about doc 52, you know, yeah. I think, uh, let's, let's take this in a different direction, not just how it tastes or anything like that. Cause it's all MGP. Right. Um, now the other thing that, that that's like, actually not MGP. Oh, it's not. Okay. Explain no. then. That's like correct me if I'm wrong. I bl- I mean it's not stated, but it's highly hinted. I think it's Dickel, correct? Yeah, it's an undisclosed Tennessee whiskey. Um, so an orphan barrel. barrel. Yeah, there's yeah. there's <laughs> I think only one um, undisclosed Tennessee whiskey that 
I can think of that sourcing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Pritchard's has the capacity. I could be wrong, but um, what was interesting is, well, I think this was leading to a question, so I won't go straight into that. Was that, was there a question coming up? Well, no, no, keep, keep going. Cause I can, we can field it differently. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That. What was interesting about this one is typically, you know, when you get a lot of this, um, when you get a lot of the dickle and uh, <laughs> from some of these other brands, um, you get a very grainy corn forward uh, tasting bourbon, but I didn't get that um, from, from this one at all. You know, I got much more of a spice, much more of kind of the MGP profile that I was used to. I don't know. Nick, what'd y'all think? I, uh, so actually Nick has the bottle right now. I mean, so Nick has the bottle right now. He's working on, he's working on sending out the samples to us. Um, but I'm, that's one of the ones that we're actually, I think Eric will be doing the review. He's putting the review out in the next cycle of his reviews. We're all pretty excited by it just because it's one of those stories. It's, it's not uncommon, right? It's, I mean, people start their own brand all the time. They source it out, but this is kind of cool. So it sounds just by talking with the folks over email, they really have a passion for bourbon. This will not be a one-off release, right? And each release is planning on being a little bit different. It was a, a little bit lower barrel, I think 162 bottles, something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Um, so I, the one that we looked forward to, I kind of came out of left field. And um, those are the fun ones to, those are the fun ones to try. And, and kind of, it's not MGP. So that's why I'm excited. Um, you know, it's not that there's anything wrong with MGP, but it's just a lot out there, right? Yeah, I mean, so I, I guess no. you guys think it's it's going in the right direction where it takes something a little bit different because let's at this point we haven't seen a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey in this category for a little bit because it's either sourced from Indiana now it's being sourced from Tennessee. Um, you know, you think people are going to be welcoming to it, or do people are going to be like, you know, like MGP has a great track record they have a great history they've you know they've, they've put out a lot of phenomenal stuff and now now we've got this other entrance in the market that's coming from from dickel in tennessee i mean could we eventually see more of these are they going to have the same effect on the market um, i'm kind of curious what you all think if it's good so i'll give i'll give my opinion right so just talking with the with the producers and, and the owners of doc 52 right it sounds like they have access to a lot of barrels um, and they'll have a lot more choices, a lot of uh, bottles coming out in the near future, right? Which is kind of, from what I hear, a little bit hard sometimes with MGP, right? It's not as abundant as it used to be, or like the prime barrels aren't as abundant as it used to be, right? So my personal theory, right, is as people get access to more and more, and maybe they have a little bit older age stock or a little bit higher proof, yeah, maybe they'll go after the Dickel. Plus, people just want to try something new after a while, too, right? Just like us, right? I get on a Dickel kick, great. You know, MGP kick, great. Like you just kind of cycle through things. So I think it's a little bit refreshing in my book. I don't know. Maybe what, what's Blake think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the way I think about it, I don't think they're trying to build the next huge whiskey brand. <clears throat> I assume they just want to sell it out of their store. And if I'm going to a store and it's like, okay, I could try this or that. And they say, hey, here's what we did. We sourced it from Tennessee. You know, here's the logo on it and all of that kind of thing. I'm much more likely to buy that. And I think it's only like 50 or $60 a bottle. Yeah, which is so great. To me, that is kind of a no-brainer. You know, you get a solid bourbon for 50 bucks, barrel-proof, nine years old. Um, 
I, I thought it was great release. Yeah. So I, I think we could see a lot more of the the Dickel or the Tennessee the Tennessee bourbon coming out with even more releases. I know just talking to like a few like bourbon brokers and that kind of thing, I think there's a lot of it on the market. And it seems like Barrel has purchased a lot of it. Um trying to think of who else may be sourcing some from the Tennessee bourbon. Um, I, I think we'll just see more of it because there's still a lot of people trying to grow, trying to get in and grow in the market and say, hey, I want to start a bourbon brand. Um, I was about to say, I was like, may, people have been knocking on MGP's door forever. Maybe this is yeah. like, oh, we'll yeah. just go and go in the other way. Go go the other direction and go talk to these guys. Or head south a little bit. And, yeah. and it's good bourbon. There's, you know. There's no way around it. it. It is good. Is it the best thing ever? You know, it depends from barrel to barrel. But overall, I think it's a good bourbon, a good place to start for a lot of brands. Was there was there an age statement on it? Uh, nine years. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's I've got age. So that's yeah. It's, I mean, that's one of those things. It's nine years, high proof, right? It's what high one twenties, I think, Blake. Am I wrong? Yeah, it was off the top of my head, something like that, right? And it's, I think Blake said, as you mentioned, it's affordable. It's like the first release was going to be $45, $50. I think future releases might be 60, but she's a nine year bourbon, high end, a nine year barrel proof bourbon, right? For 50 bucks, we'll say. I mean, that's sure. You don't see that too often anymore. I I was going to say what's, you know, Elijah Craig barrel proof is the next best option aside from some. Uh, Four Roses Barrel Yeah, Booker's is even kind of gone up. So, um, so is this going to be our, is a private label going to be our next step for the round table? I kind of like where this might be headed. (laughs) As long as you're the, as long as you're the money man. Yeah. 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 Somebody's got to be Hi guys. Oh, just in time. Nine twenty-seven. Uh, well, it's been fun, guys. See Terry, <laughs> where, uh, what, what are those? The airline headphones? What's what's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> the Delta official. <laughs> so, hey, uh, for anybody, so- for all audio listeners, we have Kerry that finally joined in. This is his first time coming back in almost six months. So, welcome <laughs> back, buddy. I hope I hope you've been yeah, pumping thanks. out articles so- left and right. Hey, that uh, Buffalo Trace that I didn't pick out is so good, by the way. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to selling those bottles. <laughs> Somebody's got to test the market. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, Carrie, real quick, just tell everybody who you are if they haven't heard you because they've only started listening two months ago. <laughs> yeah, so they probably don't, they don't know who I am anyway. So this is Carrie from Suburbia.com, S-U-B-O-U-R-B-I-A.com. I don't write, but I do tweet. So follow me on Twitter at bourbon underscore gamer. And otherwise, you can find me, as usual, in the Bourbon R Facebook group, the greatest source of information on bourbon on the planet Earth. Uh, there's somebody in the chat that said you are also just now starting to write your second blog of 2018. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I haven't started to write it. That's <laughs> no, a lie. That's awesome. So we were, we were kind of just talking about the little bit difference of people are starting to gravitate towards dickle barrels for sourcing and stuff like that. But we can go ahead and kind of uh, shift in a different direction now because we're, we're almost 25 minutes in. But, um, you know, there, did you guys see any other good April Fools out there besides breaking bourbons? We'll, we'll uh, talk about that one in a second, but the, yeah, the one I just I, want to talk about breaking. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, the one I don't, I haven't, I don't know if they've announced it as a full April Fools because they're still going with it. But uh, Westland Distilling out of 
what is it, Seattle or somewhere in Washington, they were doing like this whiskey sports drink thing, like a whole lead up to April Fool's. But like they're still on Instagram going with it today. So I'm like, yeah, hold on. Kevin Burke, uh, Westland Binkerhoff Sports said All right. Westland Sports Dram. Yeah, so what was the deal? Are they still going with it? Or I mean, they were like all in. They had like lawn play. labels and everything else. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind it's of funny. It reminds release. me of Kevin's this. saying it's a real release. Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, I, it kind of reminds me of uh, when you say that. That's, I guess I saw a picture that said uh, on April 2nd, I'm still crying because my wife said she's actually still pregnant or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, it's, not, it's not a joke anymore, right? <laughs> So, um, you know, the other one, so the other one came out from, uh, Fred Minnick. Uh, he was doing, uh, vodka curious, um, if anybody saw that one, but, uh, it wasn't, I mean, you could tell right away it was April fools, right? It wasn't, it wasn't sold very hard right now. Now the one that was sold pretty hard and uh, for me, you know, you, I actually started reading it, uh, at, at brunch. And I got about halfway down and I was like, ah, oh, shit, it's April 1st. And that was breaking <laughs> bourbons, right? So I will, uh, I, I don't want to ruin the surprise. So Jordan, you go ahead and kind of talk yeah, about it. Yeah, sure. So we, uh, we really take April Fool's pretty seriously and we have the last few years, right? So last year is breakingvodka.com and uh, this year was nesting barrel. So nesting barrel is, and this to, to preface all this. So we like, we didn't tell any of our family we were doing this. Nick's wife actually thought that we were releasing a brand and uh, <laughs> and didn't realize that he didn't mention anything to her until she realized what data was. I got a phone call from my dad going, were you planning on telling me that you guys are releasing a bourbon brand or what's going on? And I was like, you do know it's April Fool's, right? <laughs> so, uh, so that's a checkmark of success in our book. So nesting barrel was a concept of kind of like the Russian nesting dolls, six barrels inside of themselves, a barrel resting inside of a barrel resting inside of a barrel. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's aging two ways, it's aging inside of the barrel, outside of the barrel, maybe single barrel products. And, uh, we maybe took it a little too far, had a, had a fake TBB label. We, uh, we did have real t-shirts and we actually sold a few real t-shirts for nesting barrels. <laughs> nice. Those are real. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we did. So they're still up on the site. If anyone wants to. Uh, I didn't realize that was real. Oh no, those t-shirts are real. They're still available. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, so that, was a, that was a fun concept. We really, I mean, our goal is every year we debate if we should make it funny or, or serious. We end up going a little bit of serious and weaving in the funny parts that hopefully people realize that. We did have it explained to a few people who emailed us. We had actually the guy who created um, Copper Cross was uh, wondering why we didn't reach out so you could help barrel this for us. So we had to you know, explain, <laughs> yeah, explain that. You could explain that one to him. You could explain that one to him, but... Um, the key yeah, to April Foolsing is to get early. You got to get in really early. I got in at our local beer group. I got in really early. And it's like up until about 10 a.m., you're going to get people. And then once they start seeing it, everyone has April Fool's post, then cat's out of the bag. But for my beer group, I got in there at like 8.30. And until 10, it was fantastic. <laughs> well, what, was the, what was the fool's been? It, it's, a, it's kind of an uh, insider joke on the board because um, – the Atlanta beer community is a very, very large group and there's a lot of negative talk. So I posted and said, the admins and I have talked and anyone who says anything negative about a Georgia brewery will be kicked out of the group immediately. And we won't tolerate any um, altering opinions here. And 
And people were like, this is the worst board I've ever been in in my life. And it was hilarious. I had a great time with it for an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, Jordan, one of the things that I really loved about it, because I got like halfway through. I mean, you yeah. guys you guys went really in depth, too. I mean, it, it, it had oh, yeah. to spend at least a few hours writing this because it took a long time. Oh, we had this going for at least a month beforehand. We were. I was going to say in designing everything. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I will say Eric, who doesn't show up on the podcast too often, is a very talented graphic designer. So we, we just throw him stuff and he just comes up with it. So we're very <laughs> thankful for that. <laughs> That's great because I, I love the fact that you said like, "Oh, we just keep recapturing the angel share." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As it's going, like we just keep recapturing. It's, you know, how to find that extra, that extra little bit, take it up to notch eleven. So for those and those people listening around the on the uh, chat right now, it's actually you know we archive these things or sell on the website. So if you haven't had a chance to see it. Go check out nestingbarrels.com. I'm sure, hopefully, someone creates something like this in real life because that'd be cool to see. But, um, is that like a babushka doll? Like, that, no, that was the like yeah. The, it's it's the press release. That was the concept, like a Russian nesting doll, right? That was, that was supposed to be. Uh, Carrie is the just press. getting it right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> he, just, he just bought a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Is that so? This isn't legit, I guess, because I just put a bunch of money into it. <laughs> you just ordered a bunch of bottles. <laughs> yeah, we'll, awesome. we'll pre-sell you some some barrels for you. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome! All right, cool. So let's go ahead and we'll switch to uh, another topic. Uh, and this is looking at our resident lawyer here because House Bill four hundred has passed here in. Con- well, it's going to pass. Uh, it's passed the House. It's passed the Senate. Now we're waiting for our governor to write it into law. But House Bill 400 allows shipping now uh, from the distilleries, I believe also liquor stores, uh, as well as uh, basically you're allowed to now go and have a bourbon of the month club at your favorite distillery here in Kentucky. And they can ship you, I think, up to 12 bottles a year or two cases a year or something like that. I'm going to I'm going to defer to Brian for the legalities and some of the uh, details and nuances of it. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase. And go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today, shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, 
the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. House Bill 400 has passed here in, well, it's going to pass. Uh, It's passed the House, it's passed the Senate. Now we're waiting for our governor to write it into law. But House Bill 400 allows shipping now uh, from the distilleries, I believe also liquor stores, uh, as well as uh, basically you're allowed to now go and have a bourbon of the month club at your favorite distillery here in Kentucky. And they can ship you, I think, up to 12 bottles a year or two cases a year or something like that. I'm going to I'm going to defer to Brian for the legalities and some of the uh, details and nuances of it. with the yeah, disclaimer so, at the bottom. You know, yeah, this is not legal advice. All that. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Um, so yeah, this 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 is huge. Um, it's great for distilleries, maybe not so great for locals. I mean, we've all been lucky, I guess, for being able to get this ourselves. Um, but maybe it's good for places like Woodford Reserve because they can get rid of all their masters select when people come <laughs> from out of town to. Uh, oh. send it home. But I did buy. I was I was there last week for my brother-in-law's uh, uh, bachelor party, and I got two bottles of the 125 proof. So I'm a sucker okay. again. I mean, I I've, <laughs> I, I can't can't stop they myself. Yeah, they got me again. <laughs> Even after the four wood, I mean, I, I swore it off, but they finally did a barrel proof, so I'm back. But the uh, so I read the KDA statement on this, and the KDA said something like, "There's whatever it is, 101.2 million stops at the at the uh, Bourbon Trail over a year. Seventy percent of those people are from out of state." And 85% of the people that's, that go to any of the Bourbon Trail distilleries buy a bottle. And, and with those people being out of state, it's probably limited to one bottle. Uh, and now they're going to be able to get, uh, you know, w- whatever the cap ends up being, multiple bottles and just ship them home and not worry about flying them home or anything else. So, I mean, it's, this is a fantastic development for, for revenue. Um, and what I hope it does is I hope it increases the the uh, the, the gift shop selection and uh, little, maybe a little bit of innovation. I mean, I know Woodford's really trying to innovate here, and so I, I appreciate that and hope that continues. But hopefully, that means more uh, more uh, selections at Four Roses um, that we keep seeing um, that we especially saw with Rutledge, and we see some of that. And I think I think it'd be great great development. Yeah. I so, think, did they say how it can ship? Like in a box, FBS, FedEx. That's the no, like in, in Yeah, that, that's going to be the trouble because yeah. right now you can't ship U.S. Post. Right? So You're, there's technically, as of now, there's te- technically only seven states that say, "Hey, ship to us, please." Um, yeah, I think it's seven, and then there's about another. 20 to 23 or so that say, eh, we don't really care. And then, you know, then you kind of got your blacklist, like Texas, New York, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania that they make it really tough to ship to. So the, the distillers and everyone are still, you know, it's still, they've got to conform to the state laws, but, um, 
<clears throat> it's, I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, I think it'll just continue to push other states to say, hey, look, you know, why are we not doing this? Um, and, you know, some of the, uh, maybe it opens up the USPS. Maybe we can get Trump on Twitter to start Stop hammering Amazon and open it up. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, be, tonight be the distillery's delivery boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about twenty minutes ago, Mike Pence drove past me in a motorcade on our way to the hotel, which was really cool. And you didn't get him on the What'd podcast tonight? Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> I, mean, I tried. Yes. I yelled. I had my son flash him. It didn't stop his car. So, <laughs> we, um, go, but go. it was it was actually really cool. <laughs> it was really cool. And so I guess, uh, you know, another thing. I'm going to mute that. So okay. uh, an, another thing. That we Stop it. <laughs> Carrie knows the trick, Kenny. Well, there's background noise and I don't want to edit it out. So um, the the other thing that when I look at this, it's really it's really cool. In the fact that, you know, distilleries can start these month for the clubs or whatever it is. I, I don't know. I mean, do you guys really see them starting to take like special releases at distilleries and starting to ship those out as well? Because I, I'm not too sure I can see that happening. I think it'll mainly be the craft guys. You'll see a lot of that, like, you know, the the MB Rollins, the the New Riffs, the um, well, is New Riff in Kentucky? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, um, just underneath the border. You'll yeah, see a lot, a lot more of those guys. I don't think Buffalo Trace cares if they can sell an extra, you know, 400 cases a month by shipping it out by hand. I don't think they care. But, you know, I think you will see a lot of these smaller craft guys, um, even a Willet. Uh, I don't think they care either because I don't, I don't yeah, care. they don't need to bother. All they got to do is Why open it up. None, open of the, the door. none of the biggest distilleries. Um, need to sell it through the mail they just yeah. put it in the gift shop tell people they got a rare release and it's sold but so if you have one people traveling who they want to say hey um i, I want to grab six bottles or whatever the limit is in kentucky but i can i know i can only carry on three bottles or whatever it is okay we can ship that home for you i think i think pretty much everyone will do that because that just increases gift shop sales and you right, know, so and, I, and all I, you need to do is put a, a sticker on it that says it's a special release or something. And e even if it's regular yeah. Buffalo Trace, you put a distillery sticker on it, and they'll sell it. And if you sell, is that the rule that it has to be a special? No, no, it's not the rule. It doesn't have to be special. You can ship whatever you want, but but to the point about you know, are they just gonna a, are they gonna buy whatever they can buy at home? Probably not. But if it has a sticker that says, you know, I did the tour, you know, whatever else, I was here, then, you know, they're going to, they could sell a lot more. Even the big guys could sell a lot more. So I think what's really interesting, at least, so one, the bourbon of the club of the month was interesting. But I think what was really interesting is so right now you're limited to four and a half liters per person per day at a distillery of purchasing, right? So in 2021, that gets bumped up to nine liters um, per person per day. So if you think Which, about that, right? I don't even know if I can drink nine liters. Wow. But, it but would be so, so places, it'll be interesting to see if more distilleries impose a bottle limit of purchases, right? Because nine liters, I mean, think how many bottles it is going in, right? I know Will itself imposes a little bit and saying, you know, certain bottles you can only buy maybe one of or two of, but you can buy other stuff up to four bottles or four and a half, whatever it is. But nine is going to, I think, do two things. One, it's going to either force distilleries to pump out a lot more different brands or labels or something just so you have incentive to buy all these bottles. And two, 
you know, the trend has been over the years, last 10 years, to see gift shops really take on um, a new importance at a distillery and really um, enlarge and, and really put a lot of money into it. I can only see that over the next four years or three years really taking more of a precedence. And we're going to see some really cool gift shops, I think, at distilleries just because they have the availability and the opportunity to sell a ton of bourbon now to folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, think anything's going to happen. Oh, sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Well, I, I agree that, like, I just think this is more for the craft and small guys. Like, I'm not interested. If I, when we went to Napa, we only shipped back wine that we weren't able to buy here in Kentucky, you know, from small wineries, you know, all the other stuff. I'm like, why would I ship it back? I can find it, you know, back home. So I don't know. It might benefit those people that live in areas where they can't get, you know, I guess they can't get Heaven Hill six year, but I don't know if they'll ship that or, you know, stuff well, like that. But there's but, also people who, you know, you see it on, on the Facebook groups and on Blake's Facebook group, they can't even find Buffalo Trace sometimes, right? People mm-hmm. are like, oh, I can't find Buffalo Trace. Yeah. So all of a sudden, you know, I can find it all the time, but other people might be like, yeah, give me nine liters of Buffalo Trace. I love it. I'm going to ship it back. Right. Yeah. Like I'm going out with my friends. So I'll do a big buy right now. Perfect example in my local group, uh, one of the Total Wine employees said, look what showed up today. And it's two cases of Buffalo Trace. And they <laughs> have it go. sitting up front. And, but it's behind the know, counter? The, the dist- yeah, it's behind the counter, no lie. But like the distributor, I guarantee you, is just limiting it on purpose. It's like, well, this, you know, this is on allocation with Blanton's and uh, whatever else. But, you, you know, if, if you're trying to buy Buffalo Trace, you, you may um, – well, if you're trying to buy Buffalo Trace, join one of our premium pro memberships or Patreon <laughs> or whatever it is. But uh, no, I mean, that's a, that's a good example. And and a lot of people, I mean, people just buy in the moment. You taste a few things. Oh, you're like, yeah, oh, man, right. I love this. Yeah, just yeah. ship yeah. it back for me. So, I mean, I, I think that's a win for Kentucky. Yeah, I think it is, too. Um Especially yeah, after yeah. the loss in March Madness, they needed to win. Florida lost in the second round. I have no room to talk. But. Too soon, too soon. Um, you know, the other thing about this is that it's it also has a new operational aspect to it, right? Like, you just can't, like, start thinking, like, oh, okay, well – Tomorrow, we're just going to start shipping 250 bottles a day, right? Like that requires more people. It requires, um, you know, new processes. It requires all this sort of stuff, right? So it's going to be, I would say, a solid few more months until anybody has anything off the ground that's going to be even remotely close to representing something that you could do in Napa. And I, I totally agree with what Ryan said of saying that, you know, I don't know. I, I, I know you guys are like, yeah, you can't get Buffalo Trace, you know. I think – I think the most exciting thing is the liquor store aspect for me. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool for where for liquor stores here to be able to ship out as well. Because, but do they um, want to take the chance on something breaking those? My thing, like, I almost feel like for the rare stuff, the liquor stores. I mean, maybe barrel picks. They would, you know, it's a good way to well, that's what spread that out. Barrel picks. Yeah, I can I mean, see that. I just think sell themselves. I mean. Yeah. Those are gone. Depends what you're buying too, right? If you've ever bought an Astros out of New York City, they give you the option of buying insurance before you ship it out, mm-hmm. right? And it's pretty cheap. And you know what? They send their stuff pretty bomb-proof, so I bet that's almost a moneymaker for them. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm sure they pay out now and then, but I'm sure people will find a way to make a profit like that too. But, I mean, this this also is a little bit different, right? Like, if, if you're talking to a, a good store here in Louisville, say like Westport Wicked Wine, or you're looking at – 
Ed Blythe and Cork and Bottle, like like they don't need to ship. Like they 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 sell out their store picks in uh you know forty eight hours, right? Uh, now when you look at things like Total Wine or Liquor Barn or Party Mart or some of these other like really yeah, big barrel picks stores, that sit there for. Years. For weeks, for years. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah, they just because they don't have they don't have um, the reputation of something that's small, something that people care about. It's just this big box brand, right? I mean, I think that's what people really think about. That's uh, about to change. <laughs> we'll see. Hint, <laughs> um, <laughs> hint, wink, wink. Uh, but you know, that's it's just one of those things that I, I can see that stores would be open to put, to doing that. Um, I'm sure that. I mean, we, we talked about it before in the podcast. We had K&L as well as Lewis from um, A Spirits on. You know, online business is a huge business, right? If you can get bottles to people where they don't have to leave the house and you can get it to them faster, like that's – I mean, you, you're, you're becoming the Amazon of liquor. Like that's, that's essentially what you want to become. Because um, that's going to keep you relevant in this this next digital age, right? Oh, I guarantee that's when right. Binnings had to stop shipping, they took a huge hit. Right. Because they were that was like, I mean, one, they're a huge store chain in Chicago for those that don't know Benny's. Um, but they used to ship and that, that was a go to for a lot of people. And then when they got cut off, that was I'm sure that was a big blow for them. So don't think it cut like off because, because of the Illinois rulings or something else. I thought they got basically nailed by it was one of the major shippers cut them off. So they they just said we can't do it anymore. Um, uh-huh. I want to say it was something with FedEx. Right. But that just goes to show, I mean, like we shouldn't kid ourselves on like shipping online is a, that's pretty profitable for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you have that, you've got local delivery services that are popping up everywhere. So it's, it's pretty good about that. All right. Um, so I kind of want to move on to, uh, one more subject and then we kind of want to wrap it up with, uh, cause Carrie wants to talk about something as well. Um, so there is a new release that's coming from Buffalo trace, um, called, Craft Your Perfect Bourbon. It, for those that are behind it or know about it, um, this is a new W.O.L. or bourbon. Uh, it's made from, of course, the weed recipe. It's aged eight years on the top floors of the warehouses and bottled at 95 proof. It is a bourbon which best fit into what over uh, 100,200 bourbon drinkers voted most over the past two years on their website. It's a, uh, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Um, Did was, anyone vote? Well, that's what I was about to ask. Um, first off, before we before I finish this up, uh, it's supposed to be somewhat limited. Uh, one batch of this new bourbon will be released each year beginning this summer. Recommended price is around $40 for a 750 milliliter. Um, and then, you know, as I said, it was a survey that was done online where people could craft their bourbon. Um, I want to know who said they wanted 95 proof Weller. Yes. <laughs> Nobody. This is ridiculous. We all want barrel proof. I I would like to see the raw data on this one, and and I get it. It's kind of cool, <laughs> like to to craft your own bourbon. I, I went through the process. I mean, I feel like it was a year or so ago now, and it was cool. But once I started seeing it advertised on Facebook and everything, hey, come craft your own bourbon from Buffalo Trace. I figured something had to be coming because they dumped a lot of money or time or effort into that website because it was a really nice looking website, but. Um, I don't know. I'd love to try it, but well, don't worry. What was your perfect mash, uh, Blake? Yeah, my perfect mash was not ninety-five eight-year-old Weller. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I mean, it's a little gimmicky for for my it, taste. Isn't it always like weeded? I mean, it's 
it's a weeded bourbon, isn't it? Oh, I, I believe that most people said, hey, I want a weeded bourbon because, you know, they want but that But is happy. Weller a weeded but, bourbon to begin with? Sure. Yeah, yeah and that's why I think no. it's under the Weller line is yeah. because it's – it's, it's, I, I just have a hard time believing that everyone said – the majority of 100,000 people said they wanted it at whatever, 95. Between um, 90 and 99 is what most yeah. people said, which I don't believe. I don't believe. Uh, I don't believe that either. The packaging looked yeah. good. I and, said I want Pappy 28, and yeah. they didn't listen to me. Because <laughs> even more people Pappy. who aren't really into bourbon, they're going to they're gonna yeah. Really jack up the age and that kind of thing. So, well, you'll at least say 100 proof. I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't see anyone no going there. Bond, bond or, or something. I mean, even yeah, if you don't it's go still, It's still so limited, they're not sending samples, which means that it's in the, the say, probably like let's less not, than a thousand bottles or something. Uh, let's not kid ourselves, though, because it's also national release. Yeah, it's an actual. <laughs> I have a feeling there's going to be like forty. I think there's 000. a lot of it. They're just not really? sending out samples. No, because they would. That's bull crap. They, they would don't not need to send. They don't, don't need to I don't send think out they samples. They care to send samples. That's the, the bottom line. line. They yeah. don't need to. Yeah, it's just going to be, you know, Weller Special Reserve at ninety-five proof. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> and and with the with one more year on it, but and it has. They'll gold, have a, a yeah. They'll have a profit cap. margin that is you know four times what they have now. I mean. Pouring a little less water in there. Yep. Than the the green label. What's what's Weller? Ninety special reserve. I think it's ninety. No, it's is it ninety? I thought it's like ninety four. Maybe not. Um. Yeah. So I I, drink so little of it. I don't. I I think I just recreated a a stag release whenever I went through it. You know, (laughs) the 2015 stag. Lower rye, uh, middle middle uh, fifteen years. Middle of the warehouse, and um, <laughs> I don't know why they didn't take my suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is Blake. You you kind of make a good point though about saying they're they're not very transparent with their data. Um, I mean, you well, let's, let's roll this back a few years ago when there was the single oak project, right? And all of a sudden, it's like here's our winner. Um, you're like, I didn't even know this was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people, yeah, had no idea. We just saw these little tiny miniature bottles out and said, well. 90 bucks, sure, I'll take one, right? Um, I think I saw like two releases here in Louisville, and that's it. Yeah, but I mean, but the same same exact thing, right? There was really no no transparency of the data behind it of people saying like, like literally, like here's the graph. This is what people wrote in. Like there's, there's none of that. They just came out with a press release, right? It's weird. So Buffalo Traces, I mean, they're not a company that, well, they're a company, so let's take that into fact, <laughs> right? But I think so, they're, they're really transparent sometimes with their data, right? So like the... The Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. The letters that come out the with letters antiques. letters that, that right? That's mm-hmm. above and beyond. You can email Mark Brown. Anyone can email Mark Brown. He'll usually respond. As long as he's willing to, if he gives you more information than not, they're pretty transparent. But then for other stuff, they're not transparent at all. And it's the stuff that you're like, wait a second. This, this should be pretty simple. Like how many, how big is this release? What's your mash bill? What does that yeah. mean, right? First, like today, we got the press release for the um, uh, OFC. OFC. They're doing the new, the three new years, right? Yeah. And they straight up say there's only going to be what 180 bottles, I think, between three yeah. years, right? Three. It's like they're more transparent there. It's like they're really selective in their transparency, which is weird because it's going to be hot. Like it's going to be a hot seller no matter how much data they release. Um, so it'd be nice if they would just at least give their fans a little bit more data than not, because there are a lot of just data geeks out there, and it's fun to know. 
Kevin Brinker hop had a good comment. They said they didn't let me pick wild turkey, so I couldn't crack my own. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a that's a good comment, Kevin. It, and that's where I think they just you're right. They pick and choose, but it doesn't make any sense to most people who we get kind of accustomed to. Yep. Hey, they on the the BTAC releases we can pull out all kinds of information and then all of a sudden it's like you ask about some other brand it's like whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. did you see well, the I retail the retail on those bottles is 2500 from buffalo trace this is ofc by the way that's what carrie's talking about yeah, yeah. didn't somebody didn't somebody predict that the ofc charitable bottle was just kind of like a trojan horse for them to release yeah a, there's uh, a lot of talk about that exactly what it is uh, okay, since everybody's agreeing to it, I probably said that. So I'm going to say it's Hey, you know, what, what was it? 162 bottles, 2,500 bucks? Yeah. Yep. What's that? Uh, $2 billion? How much is that? <laughs> so for those that haven't seen, accountant, Brent, like, for Look, those that right, haven't seen the press the release. Was it? The charity was a really cool thing that they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a lot your charity got a bottle. Okay, we get I it. I did. I got thing. a bottle of it. We sold it. It made some yeah. money for a, a, a fine arts program at our private school, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, we, we did no, the same thing. It's great. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Um, but did you actually get to try it, though? No. God, I was so pissed, no. too. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, <laughs> it's it's lost, man. I'm sorry. We'll give you half your money back. You have a break. That's, that's, you when you saw it. Got, yeah, that's where you should have been. It raised 700 bucks. It was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I could take being on the low end of that bell curve. That's fine. <laughs> All right, so I guess that'll kind of wrap it up for the the Weller thing, unless anybody else has anything else to to add to it. No, no, All right. no. I Not can't wait to time. buy five of them <laughs> <laughs> because Atlanta always hits, and you're just everywhere to to stand them all up. So this is true, yeah. But you're not in Atlanta tonight. So, Carrie, where are you at tonight? And I know you wanted to talk about a special place you visited this week, too. I am in the District of Columbia, which, by the way, we all couldn't figure out what Columbia has to do with um, this place here. Does anybody know? Like, what's the history? Why was it called District of Columbia? Yeah, because um, there's a big cocaine trade and it was (laughs) (laughs) with George and Thomas. (laughs) You sounded so smart at first, like we were really going to believe it. Yeah, I know, man. NFL tight end and a historian. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know what I'm here for. I'm not here for that, the history side of things. Brian, take it away. So, uh, anyway, we're we're here in DC on a family trip. I stopped at. Abraham Bowman on the way up. It's in Lexingburg, Lexington, um, Virginia, just a little bit south of here. Uh, it was an interesting little visit. It's uh, definitely a smaller distillery. You know, um, they're actually leasing office space there, which makes me wonder if they're not doing so well. Hmm. Um, but uh, well, they're owned by Sazerac, though, right? They are, yeah. Which I found interesting that they were leasing office space, but a um, little underwhelming. Of a visit, very nice people there, but not that exciting. Nothing exciting in the gift shop, but didn't get to take the full tour. But um, cool stop nonetheless. But the place I wanted to talk about was Jack Rose Saloon. I think anybody who's in Bourbon has heard of Jack Rose Saloon up here in DC. They have the largest; they claim to have the largest whiskey selection of any place in the Northern Hemisphere. And uh, so I went and I saw. I mean, it, it is 
wall to wall. I mean, ladders that they have to push around to get the bourbon out. And I'm like, how does a place like this keep so much good whiskey in stock? And then I got the pricing menu. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, no, sh- no kidding. You're like, I'm this not a lobbyist. Okay. I got <laughs> I got two mixed drinks. I didn't even order a bourbon. Our bill was still like $10,000 for a family of four. <laughs> and I got two mixed drinks. I, I, you know, people talk about it all the time, and they do have some really cool stuff. But damn those prices, man. Come on. They ain't got that kind of money. We're just bloggers. I mean, we've had these conversations before, right? I mean, to it's it's and and this is one that it's a podcast we've recorded. We got something that's going to be coming out a long time uh, from now. But essentially, they have to look at replacement costs, right? I mean, if if they're gonna if you're gonna sit there and drink um, eighty six proof nineteen eighty old Taylor, well, they've got to replace that at some point, right? And so they've got to price it at the point where they can they can make a profit pay for their fire and flood insurance as well as replace it. Right. I mean, there is overhead costs, all these things. So, you know, when it, it always, it is kind of funny when people are, I mean, you're not necessarily going to go to any of these bourbon bars around the nation and find a steal unless it is literally, yeah. like, you have no idea what they're sitting on. But if you go to a place like that, where they specialize in this, like they well, don't have DC is just yeah. expensive in general. I've been there and it is, I mean, everybody's got to go because it's the thing that blows my mind is that you can literally like touch the bottles on the wall you like you're like yeah. sitting in a booth and you're like you're like what i can grab these balls but uh <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty I've, yeah, it's an awesome place i highly recommend it so it's it is cool and i will say that the food actually um surpassed what i was expecting for the place i had some we had some really good food and um you know, I'd go back. I just – the prices were beyond what – I mean, I'm sure there's some guys out there that can take a business client out and expense a whole bunch of that. But, you know, I, I just couldn't justify spending 100 bucks for – or 1200 for Linnell Red red Hook or Red Eye. Red Hook, right? Oh. Yeah. Holy cow. 1200 I like Red Eye. I like Red Eye. We should Red talk. Eye, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Red Eye. Um, and it's funny because the wife actually said, get what you want. I'm like, should I get – the Linnell. <laughs> She's like, sure, go ahead. I was like, well, it's it's twelve hundred for two ounces. <laughs> she said, no. Oh, she yeah, just no, got right. the one ounce pour then. See, yeah. there you go. Half <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> it's only six hundred. Um, but we it, had a bottle of that at the Jim Rutledge um, Crohn's Society uh, event a, a year and a, well, two years ago. And I mean, it, yeah, and I tried. I mean, every, there there are pours for it. I mean, it's. Fantastic, but twelve hundred dollars? No, not I've done many years. raffles for that for like a hundred bucks for a spot, <laughs> just for like right. a, for a One sample, yeah. yeah, and lost many times. Yeah, exactly. So, what is this? Uh, just real quick, what's the history of it? Is it Van Winkle before Van Winkle? Like, what's no, it's, the, a, it's a Willet. It's a Willet. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of the early. So early you go to Willet and you get that twenty-five year rye from a few years ago, and it's essentially yeah. the same thing. And so it's what's I guess are bars in Red Hook, Brooklyn or New York, yeah, or it's wherever in Brooklyn, it is. Liddell's, Widow yeah. Janus, yeah. And uh, like she had a bar, did this private bottling, and yeah, because that was around the same time all the Iron Glove, Iron Fist, Iron yep. Maiden, whatever. Okay, yeah. From, uh, so Blake, Blake, if you get to try those rise, 
Uh, one of don't, those. Don't uh, give me, <laughs> I have them. Yeah, yeah try, try try the darkest one and see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> or save it for your kids' college tuition. One of the other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got two ounces of Lindells for a thousand bucks. There, we had a little bit of shade thrown our way, but it's kind of funny, right? He said, "Dudes, Jason Jones said, dudes complaining about bars and distilleries cashing on the bourbon boom." While each of these people have websites selling terrible T-shirts, asking for Patreon money, even one dude trying to sell a book. So, hey, hey, Jason, kind of Jason I, it's I a got great nothing. book, really. It's a great book, Jason Jones. <laughs> I, I got nothing going on right here, man. If you want to just send me PayPal? I'll take it. I, I'm, I'm not peddling anything yet. Uh, it's, it's funny. I think, I think it's, a, it's 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 it is a funny. But you're also on vacation, right? Yolo, just just go get yeah. something, right? Yeah, I will yeah. buy whatever you want, Kerry. Get those Southwest points. <laughs> you, when I sell these uh, bourbon, these bourbon roundtable Buffalo Trace picks, I'll be able to go back over there. It's <laughs> it, it'll it'll at least pay for something, right? Maybe a shot of mellow corn. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw Old Crow Reserve for twelve bucks for a two ounce pour. It's like yes. <laughs> now, does, does Jack Rose have our pick there? Not yet. Not yet, but it's going to be. We're we're working on it. It will it Excellent. will happen. So I guess that's a that is a good thing to maybe we can announce it and we couldn't announce yet. But um, so Ryan, you want to you want to kind of share the news a little bit? Oh, I didn't know I was transitioning. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> good setup. All right, which part? Which information? Uh, if, if if the, the if it will All be on the uh, our, our pick will be on the Jack Rose menu. At some point. Oh yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we spoke. You know, with uh, Bill and I are friends, and Kenny, we all hung out last week. But yes, the Buffalo Trace pick, he is wanting, he wanted like two cases, but we could only give him 12 bottles. So there will be 12 bottles at Jack Rose's. And in any other future picks, he does want uh, a couple cases of each to sell there. So we will be on the menu wow. at some point, I've, which is pretty cool. I got like five I could send up that way. <laughs> well, <laughs> sweet. I'll keep mine. My five and take yours. Mick, could you autograph your name next to your picture on that one, Carrie? Uh, I'm so low on the label. <laughs> I don't think I have room. <laughs> just take a razor blade and just cut that part of the <laughs> That's, oh, it's a it's a really great bottle, guys. I mean, I'm, really I mean, I'm an interested party, so don't believe me, but it is a fantastic bottle. Yeah, yeah it's, it is really good. It's we the are, best buffalo are, trace. I mean, it might not biased. be like a drunk buffalo sticker, but you know, we'll see how it does. Guys, yeah, really well. <laughs> I'm impressed. And you'll have to wait for that one for a future podcast where we did actually did a blind tasting blind tasting yep. buffalo against ours as well. Oh, okay. There you go. So that will be a future podcast coming out. So stay tuned for that. But that'll be that'll be enough. That'll wrap up tonight. So I want to say, fellas, thank you again for coming on the show. But as usual, I want you to go around the horn and everybody can kind of give a a plug about where they blog, where you can find you. uh, And Carrie, I'll let you go ahead and go first. Thank you. Last one in, first one out. Carrie from bourbonart.com and you. Suburbia, S-U-B-O-U-R-B-I-A dot com. Find me on Twitter. You'll find me around. I'll write an article pretty soon. It'll be great. Love you guys. Good to catch up with you. We'll see you soon. We'll catch you in six months, buddy. It's been great. <laughs> see you next year. He's <laughs> <laughs> dropped out. He's dropped, dropped out. Drop the mic. It's like it's like he forgot that we hang around afterwards, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, uh, Brian. You go ahead next. 
All right. Um, yeah, Brian with Sip and Corn. Um, you can find me mostly on on uh, on on the, the the blog is Sip and Corn, but also on Twitter, a little bit on Facebook. And uh, I appreciate the comments tonight. Looking forward to the uh, the Bourbon Justice book. Um, I've I turned in my last edits about two weeks ago, so now it's all just production and printing and those sorts of things. Really excited about it. November twenty eighteen. Look for it, Bourbon Justice. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Nick, go ahead. Jordan. Jordan. Same thing. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, I'm making it. I'm just glad I'm not the only one who made this. I almost got him aired earlier, too. I'm like, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> We're just, you like, uh, just going to change the three of us. <laughs> so this is, yeah, no worries. This is Jordan from BreakingBourbon.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, at Breaking Bourbon. Uh, sign up for our newsletter. And more importantly, make sure you check out the website. We do a, a release calendar, which is super helpful, getting updated more often throughout the week, almost daily now. So if you're interested in what's coming later on this fall or what's coming two weeks from now, make sure to check out the site. And Blake, round it out, buddy. I am Blake from Bourboner. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and now YouTube. I have taken a couple months off from the Bourboner Blind Tastings, but they'll be back up and running soon. So make sure to check those out. And uh, thanks for watching, everyone. Been a lot of fun. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you uh, you joining tonight. Make sure you're following them on all their social media channels. Make sure you're following us as well. Bourbon Pursuit on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, make sure you support the show on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Bourbon Pursuit. We just rolled out. If you saw on Facebook or Instagram, we have all the new stuff with T-shirts and koozies, you know, the ones we're wearing tonight. Uh barrel picks we're starting to get into those now so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun we got a lot of cool stuff going on uh so if you have any other show suggestions people you want to hear from uh feedback go ahead send us an email hate mail whatever it is the duo t-h-e-d-u-o at verbpursuit.com and with that everyone we will see you all next week mm-hmm.